the Baseball 365 Podcast, and here are your hosts, Justin Hughes and Andrew McQuiston. Welcome to episode 126 of the Baseball 365 Podcast. My name is Justin Hughes, and thank you for taking some time out of your week to spend with us today. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Baseball365Pod. You can follow myself at Justin Hughes 365 and you can follow Andrew at AMCQ82. And if you haven't done so yet, our Facebook group Baseball365 is a great place to discuss baseball, fantasy baseball, dynasty league baseball. If you want to find people that are just as passionate about baseball as you are, that's a great place to be. And what I really take pride in is that I don't believe it's a toxic place where so many big groups of people and this group has 2,900 people and I just feel like it's a really good safe place to go talk about baseball yes anytime you get a big group of people you will typically run into some negativity and I'm not saying that it's perfect but I believe that it's a very positive place to be to talk about fantasy baseball Anyway, getting back to it, the best way you can support the show is go to iTunes by taking a few moments, leaving us a five-star rating, writing a nice review is a good way to help us get our names out there, and we would be very appreciative. And as always, all of these plugs can be found in the show notes. It's part two of the Dynasty Rankings. If you haven't seen so yet, I've posted the top 100 Dynasty Rankings that I wrote up this week on Facebook in the Baseball 365 group and on Twitter. Go check that out and go listen to part one if you haven't done so yet where Andrew and I discussed players 1 through 40 on my rankings. And now it's time for part two where we talk about the rest of the top 100. Enjoy. Forty-one through fifty, we got forty-one Corbin Burns, forty-two Cedric Mullins, forty-three Aaron Nola, forty-four Nick Castellanos, forty-five Adley Rutschman, forty-six Spencer Torkelson, forty-seven Lucas Giolito, forty-eight Shane Bieber, forty-nine Francisco Lindor, and fifty Pete Alonso. Mullins sanity, yeah, forty-two. Oh my. What a season, huh? Obviously, you're a believer here if you got him, got him in this spot. So I'm going to tell you guys how I did this. I am, am, I am a subscriber to RotoWire. I'm a subscriber to a few different sites, but I pulled up their rankings in Excel that were last updated by James Anderson a month ago, and that's how I started marking guys off from my list. And I, I ended up asking this question in our chat. Where was Cedric Mullins ranked when he was last updated a month ago? And I don't think I'm giving away much by saying he was in the high 200s, like near, close to 300. So he was by far like my furthest I went down to mark off somebody whenever I put them on this list. But um, wow, what a season. Yeah, yeah. This feels a little similar. 16, to, 16 and 16, I think, right? Yep. At the moment. Yep. Yeah. This feels a little similar to C- Simeon. Mullins does, doesn't quite have the MLB track record he does. And actually, the last time he was a sleeper was a few years ago. And that year, going into the year when he was a sleeper, he ended that year down in double A. He went down to triple A and was so bad there that they sent him down to double A. 
And um, he tried something new. He used to be a switch hitter, and he gave up right-handed hitting, and it's worked this year. He's found his swing, found his stroke, and there isn't much in his profile that makes this look like a fluke. Players make adjustments and figure it out sometimes, and I think Mullins is just one of those guys that's put the work in and figured it out. Am I certain he's gonna doesn't turn back into a pumpkin? No, but just like Simeon, I think that if you're gonna try buying him right now, you're gonna have to pay a heavy price. He's highly valued by the people that have him, and I, I'm leaning he doesn't turn into a pumpkin. I think he probably has figured something out here. Um, I'm not even saying that if you were selling him, you shouldn't. Because there is that chance. But if you do put him out there, you'd better get something really, really good back. I took, I picked him up in that dynasty where I'm not competing. And I've held on to him because I haven't had a... Like, people are interested, but there's still a little pause. They're like, yeah, I just am not certain it's real. I'm like, well, if you're not going to pay the price, I'm going to hold on to him. Because I think that there's a good chance it has. And you got to love that this guy's in Baltimore. It's a great hitting place... Uh, you know, Jonathan VR is the example here. Uh, somebody that came to mind when I was thinking about Mullins and looking into him today. You know, VR was a stud to own there for a few years in Baltimore because they had no reason not to play him. And Baltimore's not going to be contending for in the next couple of years. Do you know how many, how, like, take a guess on the total service time Cedric Mullins has right now. I don't. I know you don't know the answer, so just... What would you guess it to be? Like how many years? Yeah, you know how like like um I would say a year to year and a half something okay. like that. Okay. So you're in the ballpark it is um 1.07 years of service time right now. Yeah. They've yeah. got him on for 577,000. I've owned him a lot. I've owned him a lot, so I've paid attention. That means this team's not trading him unless they just got an absolute haul back. They're not going to trade him, which means he's going to continue playing on that team in a great ballpark, great stadium, and he seems to be starting to figure it out. Yeah, I think this is the beginning of something pretty for him. I think he's going to be on a run for a while. Yeah, the um, one thing I'll say with Mullins, I've got him in one dynasty and I think one redraft. And... um, the one thing I'll say with him that you have to really like, and this may not seem like a lot on the surface, but I think it is really important, is he doesn't have playing time risk now. Nope. Um, I think that, you know, in the past when I, I think, I honestly think there was probably a point where I owned Cedric Mullins in like every dynasty league. I picked him up, dropped him, picked him up, dropped him. I, I'd have to go back and look, and I'm not going to because it's just too much to go through. But it's, I, I've definitely been in on him when he's been in like the upper minors and stuff, um, and it just hasn't worked out. But a lot of that was breaking through and like getting that, um, you know, you you hit that point where we kind of talked about this in the past with Kyle Tucker, and they're different level of prospects, obviously. But Kyle Tucker was kind of at that point where you were like, God, when's he going to get this playing time? You know, yep. and now Mullins doesn't have any of that risk, which is awesome. Um, so I, I think that's huge because it just gives you, you know, a lot of leash to, uh, you know, even if he goes into a slump, I mean, he's not getting demoted or 
taken out of the lineup, I don't think, at this point. So um, that's really good. I definitely think it's going to be one of those guys, too, like next year when you see him go in a draft, like that sticker shock of the first time mm-hmm. you ever see Cedric Mullins go in the second or third round. You know, it's just like, oh, my God. But, yeah, he's definitely having um, that type of season. I will say I cannot imagine being in on him going it like in a spot like this. I just there's no way I I have him. I would trade him for every guy in this 10 in the in the in the dynasty league that I have him definitely. Uh, So I would have him lower. But I also I also well, I would cash out at this. this price. That's what I mean. Yeah, I yeah, I. Um, I don't know exactly where it would have to be, but, um, I know that it's pretty good chance that when I see him go off, like I said, I think he's going to get drafted next year in like the second or third round. I do. I think he's going to get drafted that high and I don't think I'm going to be in, but I also know that it's like one of those things that when you start looking at, Cause you know, a lot of it for me is like, how am I, how do I want to build my team and stuff? And when you start looking at the field and you realize how quickly the power speed guys dry up, I mean, maybe at that point I'll be a little more understanding. I don't know. We'll have to see, but, uh, and God, I, it's just, I, I'm telling it's just so, it's so crazy to see Cedric. It reminds me a lot. You know what it reminds me a lot of Randy Rosarena. Yeah. It reminds me a ton of that. Now, granted it's over a larger sample of time than, you know, a Rosarena was, kind of quick there right at the end, but we saw how fast or how high he shot up, you know? So it reminds me, it reminds me a lot of that in terms of like a guy that you didn't expect guy that's doing it, you know, and kind of power speed and all of that. But yeah, it's just crazy. When we get to the off season, he probably won't be at 42. It'll probably be a, a little lower because we're into the off season. And now the questions of, Hey, can he repeat are a little more as compared to right now? He's hot. And he's playing well, so that that again is an in season yeah. thing. Kind of, uh, kind of similar too to with like the hot and playing well is um, with Castellanos at forty four. Obviously, huge year. Any yeah. thoughts on him or? Yeah. I yes and no. At this point, I to me, he's a thirty five to forty home run bat. He's he has been that since being traded to the Cubs two years ago. Batting averages have fluctuated, but this guy has always hit the ball hard. I remember owning him in our Rotomasters League four years ago in that startup. Owned him for a year or so. And he'd have some bad batting average luck, but you'd always hear that he had some hard exit velocities. And now that he's gone from Detroit to Wrigley for a stop, and now in that little league ballpark in Cincinnati, I just think that this guy's going to be a 35-40 home run bat for a while. The batting average may not. I mean, he's hitting over 300 right now. I don't expect that to be that. How many? Way. How many homers does he have? Do you have it pulled up? I don't. If I, he's pacing for 40. I, I did see that when I was looking okay. in the last. That's year. fine. That's fine. I didn't have to be exact. I was just curious. I think I couldn't. I want to say he has like. Remember. Ah shoot! Now my little. I, I'll get you don't, it to for you. Don't have you don't have to look it up. I was just curious. I know it's probably about about that. Yeah, let's see. It's loading right now. He has 18 home runs in 84 games. So, yeah. He's, okay. So, so yeah, he, 35. Yep. Um, Adley and Torque, you got him at 45 and 46. When do you think they're uh, – when do you think we see him? Uh, next May. Maybe both next May. Uh, yeah. They're right on the doorstep. The only reason they're not up this year is 
I'm going to have to catch myself here and say a month, whenever service time things figured out with Major League Baseball after the extended, like, let's, I'm just. Yeah, I get it. No, I get it. What you're trying to say. I don't think we're going to have baseball next May, but if we actually miraculously got things figured out and everything was still service time the same way it was before, I'd say next May because of everything else they might be up opening day whenever baseball resumes because the rules have changed we'll see but i think under what is the normal right now i would say next may i think these two guys are adley and torque i think that there is a pretty darn good chance that they're like the face of their franchises for the next decade oh yeah i feel I feel really confident in saying that about Adley, and I feel pretty confident in saying it about Torque. I, I think they're both going to be awesome. Both of those franchises desperately need it, too. Oh, I know. Yeah. The Baltimore has not had much for a while, and they're building, and I like what they're doing there. And Detroit has a ton of pitching prospects. They need Adley, or they need Torque and Riley Green to be big Definitely. jolts for their offense. Because they're gonna they're gonna need more offense. Yeah, definitely. And that Pete Alonso guy, he can hit home runs, right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> and that and that whoever it is that's pitching to him, I can't remember his name. That guy is an MVP. I mean, <laughs> Rob Friedman had a great tweet showing all of the balls where they were at for Pete Alonso, dead center for every single one of them. Beautiful pitching, beautiful yeah. home run hitting. I hope he I hope this is a thing that he does every year until he doesn't win and he wins like six in a row. I'm che- for going forward. I'm I cheering for what, him until he, he doesn't. He loves this thing. Yes, it's, it's actually really cool to see because I think all these guys that do it, they like it. You know, they're into it. They're having fun and everything. But he like takes it really seriously. I was hearing him talking about it on the radio, and they were saying how he came out for just that because he wasn't in the game yep. and i think there was three of them actually that weren't in the game i want to say story but mancini. obviously it was his home it was his home park was mancini the other one yeah probably yeah, i think so um but yeah they they were just talking about how he flew out there and how much he cares and wants to win it and all that and it, this was before it started yep i heard the uh, same thing and then obviously he goes on and wins it you can just tell he's out there all pumped up and like focused and yeah it's just it's pretty cool i i i was joking that his wikipedia page in 20 years is gonna say seven home run derby titles and rookie of the year because <laughs> like i just i feel like he's gonna do it every year it's i hope so cool I'm but it's like he's built he doesn't he's just built for that competition it seems so all right let's take a uh, a break here and we'll come back with 51 through 75 All right, so we're going to move through these in a little bit bigger groups here on the back half of the top 100 and the kind of the 51 through 75 range. I'm not going to read off all the names, but we'll definitely talk about some of them. Um, a couple things stuck stuck out to me here. Christian Yelich at 53 and Luis Castillo at 59. Um Give me your thoughts on those. 
before I guess before you say anything, I Yelich felt low and Castillo felt high, at least to me. So just let me know your kind of your thoughts on those. I'm off the Yelich train. You know, this goes back a month ago. I right now I, I'm nervous. I've been nervous about him for two years since he hurt that knee. It's been for different reasons, but last year he was a mess. And I thought that that could be attributed to the video stuff and because the lack of video last year. Now he's just not driving the ball. I don't know. I, I'm worried about his back, these injuries. He's not. He just doesn't seem like he's driving the ball like he used to. to so where, let me ask. Let me let me put you to the test here. Okay. I, I'm not disagree, I'm not disagreeing with you, really. I mean, yep. I get I get being off. It's popular to be off the yellow train right now. I get that. You're competing. Or really, if you're not competing, I, I don't actually even care what the situation is. You would trade Christian Yelich for Cedric Mullins. I was hoping you were about to give me that example right there as you were saying it. <laughs> oh, man, that's a hard one. But I, think, I mean, think about like Yeah, about that's that. I mean, that's I and oh, man, that's, I might do it. Yeah, I think people I know people are going to say I'm crazy for that. But I just... Well, I mean, not necessarily. I'm no, just, no. Some people listening to this are going to say I'm crazy for to that. To be totally honest with you, I'm not even really saying you're crazy at this moment because I'm just processing it and looking at these these names. But it's... um, It's hard <laughs> it to answer just, it when you ask it to it, me that way. It's it kind of just... It kind of just makes you sit back and be like, oh my God, we've come this far. <laughs> you know, because that's, that's a crazy... Uh, crazy spot for both of them at this point you know at this juncture compared to where they've been you know say a year to two years ago yeah i i think it's gonna keep going i think he's gonna keep trending down i do and i hope i'm wrong because he's a i mean just what he did i mean you go back 2019 44 home runs and 30 steals in 130 games that's just two years ago yeah. he was the mvp and he was right there with trout and acuna as the the top three guys and now we're looking at a guy hitting 241 who's striking out close to 30% of the 27, 28% of the time for the second year yeah. in a row after consistently. Yeah, he wasn't good last year, yeah. He was consistently 20% in that mark every year throughout his career. And now he's just striking out more. His contact doesn't seem like it's good. He's Now he's not driving the ball. I, he's getting close to 30. The steals are starting to taper off a little bit, and that's probably going to keep going down. I just, he's, I hope he gets himself right and he starts hitting again, but I am really concerned about him. Talk to me about Castillo here. Uh, I'm going to say this. I love Castillo. I drafted him this year in a bunch of teams, and he's done pretty much nothing but frustrate me. He's been better since June 1st, um, but six walks in his last start. Ooh, I, six I, walks in his last I'll start? Tell you, I'll tell you this right now. There ain't no way that I'm – like this one to me is as off as anybody on the, on the list. I, there's no way I'm drafting him at 59 in a startup, and there's no way that I would be able to get these names for Luis Castillo right now. There's no, I, I, if I could get Zach Wheeler for Luis Castillo, heartbeat done. 
Man. Like, it's just, yeah. I, I'm still, I, I don't know. Just defend it, I guess. I mean. You know, when he was terrible in April and May, I was the one of the two of us that's like, I'm whole, I held my ground with him. I'm like, the guy's going to be Well, right. I've held my ground as much as I can. Yeah, but, but you've dropped, you, you definitely have dropped down more than me over that time. I'm like, I, I kept saying he's going to be fine. And you're like, man, you were more worried than me. And that's okay. I mean, everybody was. I, I think I was the one being more stubborn in April and May when he was struggling. So don't make, I'm not at all disparaging you when I say that. And I think this is just me more holding my ground again. I still think, I mean, he's pitched really well ever since, like you said, the beginning of June. And I, that's what I believed would happen. Yes. He had six walks this last start. It wasn't great, but before that one, two, I mean, he does have two and three walks in a lot of these games, but I just think I still believe that he's a very, very good pitcher who's going to continue pitching at a high level. He's gotten, he's been much better as of late and I think he's going to continue being good i just believe in the arm still zach wheeler and him i think that's actually a good call and i probably could flip them too as i'm looking as i go further down even some even some of these other guys i mean like i think i still think castillo is pretty electric he's not getting the whiffs that he was getting last year it's just they're they're pretty much dropped on all of his pitches and his command is just all over the place. I feel I just don't trust him start to start to even really know where the ball's going. I mean, I know he's had, he had a nice little run, but I don't know. Like when I'm looking at him, I guess next to a lot of these names in like this grouping, I just feel like I trust a lot of these guys more or I would, you know, if they're hitters, I'd just rather have that and cash them out or whatever, but I feel like right now if you if you have Luis Castillo and you're like trying to trade him, I just don't think that you can get these guys for him. Maybe, maybe that's wrong. I haven't tried that hard, but um, yeah, I just, I don't really think that you can get this level of player for him at this moment. I think he's going to really have to, you know, if he goes, if he, yeah, if he goes nuts the rest of the year, um, then, you know, he's probably kind of back on that level, but, yeah, it's it sucked. It's sucked owning him. Like as a, on the whole, I mean, yes. like I said, there was a good month, but um, we've had what three plus months of mostly frustration, right? And you've you know you used him most out of nine, most of those time, most of that time. So now his walks are up, but they're not really that much up over the last full season. Last year it was. It was low at uh, his walks per nine were th- just right at three, and they're close to four right now. But they were still three point seven five two years ago. So he's not. It's not a, like like I would, and I'm just going down because you have him at seventy three. But like, have you seen the season oh, that Kev- that yeah. Kevin Gosman's having? Yep. Yes, I have. Because and he's I'll got tell a, you this. Kevin Gosman, if you just removed, like if Jacob deGrom went out, God forbid, I hope to God this doesn't happen, <laughs> but if Jacob deGrom went out for the season tomorrow, Kevin Gosman's the Cy Young winner in my book. Yeah, and he's got this a long-term deal is... in San Francisco now, doesn't he? I think he does. Yeah, no, no, never mind. Nah, no, I'm he's not. not. Sure he's, he's a free agent but, after next year. But, like, I am trading Luis Castillo for Kevin Gosman, 100%. That's fair. So I guess that's my point. It's just, I mean, that guy, 
I was I pulled him up on Sunday because I don't actually own Gosman anywhere, and I I've obviously followed him because he's been really good. But when I looked at his stats for the year, it's just like, oh my god! I mean, I actually think that he has a shot to to take down Degrom for the side. I mean, it's a ways to go, obviously. Degrom would have happens, to get hurt. but but the the volume he's already got. I think thirty more. Innings. 30 more innings or something like that. So, yeah, um, that's fair. And honestly, that might be, maybe I do need to, he is a, a couple, he's a couple years older, but the gap in how they're pitching is just enormous right now. You know, um, what about, and God's that goes back to, in your defense, I keep saying you're, 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 you move guys up that are playing well now, maybe Castillo does need to go down a little bit. So I, th- I think you've convinced me that I probably should drop him some. Yeah, and trust me, nobody wants him to move back up more than me. I've museum yes. and leagues. You have shares just, everywhere. It's yeah, it's just it's annoying. Um, Fran Mill at sixty-one. I I've always liked Fran Mill. I never have felt like you liked him that much. So, but here, I mean, I you definitely like him. So, has anything changed or digging in just a little? I mean, he keeps hitting really well for um, when he's three. Three or four category monster at this point, capable of 40 home runs, good runs, good RBI. And that profile a lot of times means a bad batting average if he's striking out 28 to 30% of the time like he has, but that hasn't happened yet. His worst yeah. batting average is 249, and the other three years he's been in the 272 80 range. 26 year old power hitter. Um, yeah, he's a DH, but I just, I think he's a monster. And. I don't see that changing in the next few years to where I think he's going to be a valuable player for a little while. So, yeah. yeah. So why do you, why would you have him lower? Let me turn around and flip that. Um, I'd have to actually like sit down and put pen to paper with rankings, like with, mm-hmm. you know, just to do it on my own. But, um, Mostly the UT only. I don't really trust him to hit for a bunch of batting average, so it's kind of three categories at most. And I, I mean, I really like Franville for what he is. I really do. I kind of watching his rise, like when he was hitting, he hit so well in the upper minors, and then just boom, it kind of translated pretty quick. And I remember being shocked, and then now yes. it's almost just like, yeah, I just, I do think he's a beast. Um, I was just surprised you had him here. So I remember picking him up the week he was called up for the Padres. He he didn't do much that first week or two, and I dropped him in that whatever league. I can't remember which one it was. It might have been our Rotomasters league. It might not have been. And I'm just I'm bummed I didn't hold on to him in that league. But it's a good thing he's a DH. I've talked about this before, but he's comical to watch run around in the outfield. Yeah, if I ever turn no on kidding. a TV and watch him running in the outfield, I know who it is before I even notice jerseys or anything. I'll know that's Fran Milray is running around. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, any other thoughts? I mean, I, I'm still not taking Austin Riley this high. I've got You got him at 57. I'm just not comfortable with it, but... I get he's young. I get he's in a good offense. I'm just not really feeling it here, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, he's playing pretty well. 14 home runs, 276 batting average, 88 games. I mean, 25 home run bat that I think can hit for a good enough of an average. Better than I thought he would. Now that he's cut his strikeouts down, I mean, now he's last year he was 23.8%, this year 25%. 
If he can do that, I think he can be a very solid player. I don't think he's ever going to be a second, third-round player, but he's young, and I think he can continue being a good player for a long time. Man, I tell you, I'm looking at Mondesi at 63. Huh. And That's a hard man, one to I, rank right there. Yeah, I was going to say, he's got to be one of the hardest guys to rank, ain't it? Yeah. he Because it, yeah. it's just, man, he could be anywhere. Yep. I, I was just talking to, tonight about how I am so glad I didn't build my redraft teams around his speed. Man, those yep. people are hurting these days, huh? Yep, but that like said, they might do it this offseason. They might get him a little cheaper right. because of these injuries, and he might win leagues for everybody next year. Correct. You, Correct. you live yeah. and die off of that guy when you draft him. And if yeah. you're playing to win, he's a good – I mean, I get taking him because of that. He probably will go later. Yes. I mean, I don't know about – I don't know about how much later because I still think as long, you know, this is assuming health going into the season, but um, there's still going to be people buying into that yeah. because of the difference making speed that isn't really gone, you know, but fourth um, round probably should, the latest you'll see him anywhere. Yeah, he should go later than he was going this year, I would think. So, yep, because Mondesi, you there are a lot of people that love him. And some of them might be a little burned and jilted from this to where there might be a few people, less people that love them. But I don't think you'll see him past the fourth round at the latest. And yeah, I think he'll still go in the second and third round in some leagues. You're good to move on to 76 to 100? Yeah, I I think if you want to see this list, we will. Yeah, I was going to say, we'll put the list. The list will be up. So I know we didn't read through all these. I just didn't want to read through a huge chunk, but the list will be up. So everybody will get to see it. Yeah, and if you want to, you if we don't discuss somebody you're curious about, reach out to me or comment on the post. I will touch on them. I do want to say Jazz Chisholm at 62. I, I hinted on this earlier. I don't like Jazz Chisholm as high as other people, and he's up this high. The upside is there, and I totally understand that. I'm not, I'm not convinced that the hit tool's there to be this high. He's one I would sell. Because I think that there's somebody in every league that does value him higher than I do. And I just, I would cash out. But on the same note, he's up this high because of how people value him. Yeah, I don't think we're going to agree on that one. Yeah, that's all (laughs) right. I mean, I, yeah, yeah, it's all right. I I get, I see, I see all sides of it with guys like that. So I totally get it. Um, All right. 76 through 100. Uh, your first three, 76 through 78, were um, Starling Marte, Witt, and J.D. Martinez. Um, just kind of a group that stuck out to me, obviously. Veteran hitters, 30-plus, but really productive right now. Man, I can't believe. <laughs> One thing, I got to give props to Starling Marte. I think he's got 17 steals. Something like Is it? that. I'm pretty sure it's 17. I looked just a couple days ago. And... God, when is this guy going to stop running? It's crazy. It is crazy to me. And he was out for, was it the first month? Yeah. Wasn't it? He, uh, he Somewhere in mid to late April, he had an oblique injury. He's only played 53 games with 17 steals. Yeah, that's just crazy. But, yeah, any of your thoughts on those guys, feel free to. They're all wonderful to own. They are all on borrowed time. I think J.D. Martinez might be able to last a little longer, but he's also a couple years older than those rest of those guys, so maybe not. I think 
you, if you're trading for them, you know that you've got a little bit of a window with him and then with them guys, especially the two speed guys, because that goes quicker typically. And they've managed, both of them have managed to defy time. And here, as they're getting into their thirties, they're still stealing. I think Witt might be leading the American league. If he isn't now, he at least was at one point leading the American league in steals base baseball and steals and Marte still getting it done. But yeah, you're definitely renting when you're getting guys like that. And JD Martinez is incredible. He, Seems like every time I turn a TV on or look at a Red Sox box score, he's hit another three-run home run. He's awesome to own. Now he's got outfield eligibility, which is nice too. Starling Marte came back from his injury. So he got injured on April 18th, and he was out until May 28th. Since May 28th, the day he came back, he has the most stolen bases in Major League Baseball. He's been incredible. 14. Jeez. And, you know, that guy is... I, I was thinking for some reason he was out at the start of the year, so that was wrong. He got hurt. That's right. I remember it once I looked. But. I got a couple weeks out of him before he got hurt in arm, too. And yeah, 14 he was playing steals. Then. He was playing well before the injury, too. He just only had three steals, but he had some home runs. I think it was like 15 games he had played, and he was playing really well. The thing, you know, he is once he has publicly said that he wants to be in Miami the rest of his career, and the Marlins have offered him a contract. And anybody who's been a fan of baseball knows how this is going to play out. They're going to send him a contract that he just, as much as he wants to be there, he's just going to have too much more money he can get elsewhere. And I think that he's going to go. He's going to reject that deal, and they're going to trade him this month. I, I, I just believe that's going to happen. And I don't know what that'll do for his value because playing in Miami is tough to hit home runs, but I don't know if he goes to some contending team, if he's going to be stealing like he is in Miami. I mean, Jonathan VR is a good example. Last year he was in Miami and he was stealing a ton of bags because he had more freedom to do so. I think, I think that's a team that just gives the green light to these guys and you never know if they go somewhere else and those steals just stop. So that's one thing with him I wanted to bring up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's kind of hard to predict exactly when that's going to happen. So, um, One guy I wanted to touch on a little bit was is a Jose Abreu at 86. Um, man, I'm, I'm nervous about this guy. I, I just feel like, obviously, we had the huge year last year. And this year... Hasn't been as good. I mean, he's still been okay, but uh, just an older guy, first base, slash, you know, slash DH. I don't know how much he's DH this year, but um, very little. Man, I uh, just I think it's just a clear declining asset. So I, you know, it's one of those things. If if you need a first baseman and you're competing, maybe it's a guy that you buy but i'd just be careful about spending too much for him because i think that this is um we're start seeing the downfall here we kind of already are so i don't be a little bit careful with that i do not disagree with you the thing is if he was on a different at major league baseball team i'd probably be more concerned 
But the fact that yeah. he's in the middle of that Chicago lineup and he's yeah, still it is under, a good offense. Yeah, that that is what's really holding his value up. Because you're right, his stats are down across the board this year. But despite all of that, because of that team, which I don't see dropping off the next couple of years, and he's only signed for one more year, but he still has 66 RBI in 83 games played, and that yeah. is that is just that's a very valuable thing to have if you're going to. I mean. I, I agree that he's slipping this year. He I mean, there was nowhere to go but down from last year, but yeah, you go from a three seventeen batting average to two fifty three. His home runs aren't 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 as many. I mean, he's still pacing to be in the high twenties, close to high twenties, close to thirty home runs, which really is where he's been most of his career. It's just the batting average that's slipped down a little bit, but Yeah, and I didn't even mean anything about the ranking. Like I'm not even saying it's too high or too low or anything like that i was just more touching on him because i saw his name and i've it's just been something i've been thinking about i do have him in one dynasty and i mean i'm in the running to win the league so it's like i'm kind of just holding and yep hoping he helps me do that which i think he will obviously you know but um it's kind of one of those guys for the future i'm just not real excited so he'll be lower this offseason when we do rankings in the offseason when uh 88 and 89 you've got will smith and uh real muto back to back will smith ahead i thought that was a little interesting but any thoughts on those two there is a five six year age difference i think between them if i recall right i might i might be overshooting that it might be four or five years I don't feel great about one over the other yeah I, it's one slot i was just curious your thoughts but, on them really Will Smith, I would have significantly higher if he wasn't a Dodger. But because of the fact that the Dodgers, I mean, they have so much depth and they have catchers, they're going to continue resting him year after year because this team's going to compete. I really, like, it's kind of like, man, it'd be nice if he was in another organization, but on the same note, you wouldn't have this insane lineup around him either that you get really quality out out of the games he plays to where yeah i think he's a real good hitter and he's in a great organization but that also dips him back a little bit real muto has not been the best catcher in the league i think you mentioned that on the last podcast this year he's not been the top guy and that slope is probably he's probably going to start slipping he's one that could start slipping the next year or two just like abreu but he's still really good hit a home run in the all-star game too yeah yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's still really good. I mean, it's just maybe not quite that level that you were hoping to get out of him, but he could in the second half. It wouldn't surprise me. Um, three guys that you've got back-to-back at 90, 91, and 92. Brian Hayes, Gavin Lux, Dylan Carlson. Um, just curious a little bit here because I think Lux and Hayes, I want to say actually you might have drafted I did. both of them. I did. In like the 45 to 50 range. And I don't think Carlson got taken, but I think we had all mentioned him as like someone we were close to taking at, as like the 60 picks ran out. So um, kind of just curious. Obviously, these are fun guys. They're young. They're interesting. Um, good dynasty assets. I think we can all agree on that. But you have them quite a bit lower than I think we talked about most recently. So I was just kind of wondering why that was or you know what you kind of thought there uh multi parts here one 
they're n- none of them are playing at an elite level this year, and if you're contending, that that's going I'm moving up veterans, so that does slide them down some. But with Hayes and Lux specifically, I did take to heart what you said with this last episode where when I took them, it's like, where's the upside? And as I thought about it a little more with both of them, I'm like, yeah, I think I probably was a little over aggressive, even in a startup, because I was thinking about I was I went back to my startup dynasty four years ago in Roto Masters 2. And I took I, I remember taking Ryan Healy. I really liked Ryan Healy and I took him in the I think the top 10 rounds I took him because I liked him and I look back I'm like man that was a guy who had a limited ceiling I shouldn't have taken him as early as I did even though I liked him as a young hitter and I thought back and I was like I and I thought about what you said about that when when I took them where I did and I was like this this feels like I'd be making a similar mistake I'm not saying that those guys are Ryan Healy because where is Ryan Healy right now do you know because I don't I don't even know if he's on a team, actually. I'm guessing he's not. No, he is not. Yeah. He hasn't played this year. He. Oh, yeah. No. He signed a contract with the Hanwha Eagles of the KBO on Saturday last <laughs> as of last December. That's huge news. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not saying that those guys are going to end up there, but I'm saying that I probably was too aggressive and making and I'm steering back from that Carlson is a little different I I originally thought I was going to have Carlson higher as I ranked and as I looked at him I'm like wow Carlson's not really been that good this year you know what I I don't mean to cut you off but you know what is one of the most shocking stats to me this year yeah Dylan Carlson Zero stolen bases. Stolen bases. Yep. I cannot believe because he's getting on base. I mean, he's hitting like not not for a ton of power or anything, but like it's not like he's playing horrible. He's been hitting near the top of the lineup and mm-hmm. been getting on base at a fairly decent clip. And it's not like he's just totally shit the bed, you know, but oh, my God, how does he have no steals? I mean, I was kind of looking at this guy as a potential, you know, 20 to 25 home runs, maybe more, you know, you can always dream on a little bit more power maybe, and at least some semblance of running. I mean, whether that's 10 steals, 15 steals, 20 steals, whatever it ends up being. But I mean, zero, like I was, I definitely am shocked by that. That's crazy to me. When I made these rankings a year ago, you mentioned that you thought I had Carlson ranked too high. I remember that about the dynasty rankings, and I I don't remember if this was on air or off air, but you were shocked that I had him above Julio Rodriguez. You're like, man, if I had Julio Rodriguez, or if you still had Julio Rodriguez and I had Carlson, I would make that trade with you in a heartbeat. (laughs) I remember that. and I'm kind of remembering that as you say it. And you were like, you've said, I'm not sure where the steals are going to be now. Like you just said, you're shocked that it's zero. He hasn't well, yeah, even, I'm he hasn't even attempted a steal. Yeah, zero attempts. I, I'm not saying I thought he's this burner or anything like that, but I mean, zero. Yeah. Like, you I would just, think 10 and especially because, especially because he's played the whole year. Mm-hmm. He's been healthy. I mean, he isn't, and he hasn't like, like I said, he hasn't been so bad that they've had to take him out or move him down or anything like that. I just really surprised by that. But uh, 
Yeah. yeah, I'm not. I think all. I'm definitely down on Lux and Carlson from where I was. I feel like you have to be a little bit. Um, with Lux, I just. I don't know. Like, I just don't know if he's special. I, I don't know if I'm really feeling that. And, you know, bottom third of the Dodger lineup, I don't know how he really gets to the top when they're fully healthy, especially yeah. the way he's playing. I mean, um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely down on Lux. But this is kind of a good example because I think you have them ranked fairly here, these three guys. Um, but this is a good example of why it's good to buy in to young players or just to continue to pound out young hitters in startup drafts is because even if they're struggling or they're down or they're not quite doing what you expected, they're still here. You can still, they're still here yep. and they're here because they're 23 yep. or, you know, whatever they're, they're all probably about that age. I, I don't know if Hayes is maybe. I, yeah, they're they're about that, 22, 23. Yeah. So that's the appeal to it, you know. And there's still people that are going to buy into these guys yep. in, in the coming years, you know. And, and that may be the right thing. It may be the wrong thing. But it is a good example of, like, how that gives you more leash as opposed to a guy doing this that's 29. You're not – nobody's going to want that guy. You know, it's just, it's totally different. So I think that's just an important thing to mesh, met, mention, <laughs> tripping over my words here. But when you're, when you're thinking about dynasty value, I just think it's important. Yep. Agreed. Uh, anybody else here that you want to talk about? I know we've got, we've got Noel V and Bruhan here at 8081. We've got um, Chapman and Springer at, Matt Chapman and Springer, ninety four, ninety five. I mean, kind of, kind of all, pretty much everything in this group. Yeah, you got Hater. You got Liam. Yeah, I got some closers in there. I've, yeah, those guys. I was. I didn't originally plan on having any closers in there, but as I was looking at the bottom of this list and thinking about where those guys' value is, I'm like, is somebody gonna actually trade? Like, where do I have Hater? Where's Hater on this list? You got Hater and. Um, well, I'll be Marte back to back. Yes. Okay. So I'm like, is somebody who has Hater going to trade him away for some of these guys below him? And I'm like, man, I don't think so. Like right when I got to Marte, Witt, JD, and then I'm like. Yeah, I think it's a good line. It's a pretty good line. I mean, if I had Hater, I don't know. I think I, think I would trade him for Noelvi if I wasn't. Yeah. Able to able to win. Yeah. That makes a I'm lot pretty, of sense. I'm pretty I'm pretty yeah, I'm pretty sure I would actually. Um and if you had no LV and you needed to compete right now and Hater was the only way you were getting like you need desperately needed saves and you wanted to get the elite guy, you're probably gonna have yeah, to see, give up a Noel. Yeah. yeah, but I would probably just trade a lesser prospect for a lesser closer. <laughs> but that's a whole different discussion. You know what I'm saying. But you've you also saying, said though. yourself, and I agree, I don't I, I totally understand. You wouldn't want to buy Hater now. You'd probably wait until he struggled like you did Edwin Diaz a year ago when you bought him. But there is a comfort in having those elite closers that you there know is. you're just going to be yeah. able to throw out there. So, And I do think I do think in a lot of spots, like a lot of situations, you know, not everybody's thinking exactly like I am. But, I mean, 
I think that that's a pretty fair line for who a guy that I think we pr- pretty much agree is the best closer in the game. You yes. know, it's like so. Yeah, I think it's it's close there. Yeah. So. Don't any know. other thoughts on any of these guys or um well you got a couple more questions oh, to yeah, I'm going to touch on I'm um, going to touch on no that all that'll make me come on a couple of these guys and bring them up yeah my first question here just kind of wrapping it up um if you had to move one player in the top 100 and I mean you sent me this list it's currently Wednesday night you sent it to me on Monday what was it afternoon Mm-hmm. Um, so about a little over 48 hours ago, who would you move or would you not move anybody? No, because there's like you said, at the very beginning of this show, if you make a set of rankings and you look at them the next day, you will tinker with it. If you, unless it's like locked and you're not able to, there's always changes to make. Um, I think I've mentioned quite a few of them in terms of, I'm like, yeah, Jordan goes down a couple slots. Um, I think you've convinced me on Castillo talking to you here that he would go down. But there wasn't anything like that really jumped out to me outside of that when I'm scrolling through here. So I think you've convinced me on a couple. But just looking at it again, I don't feel too many convictions scrolling down too bad. Yeah, one one thing I want to say, and I probably should have said this earlier, but... um, Justin knows what he's talking about. He's a great dynasty owner. And anybody that, you know, obviously you have to click submit when you make a list and you have to put it out if you're going to do it. And anytime that you do that, you could go back and change something <laughs> every single time. I mean, I've literally, because I've done this too, whether it be with prospects or with just, um, MLBN minors mixed. And if you just look at it, you're always going to play with it. Like yep. it, you can move guys up and down constantly or, Oh no, I should move him ahead of him or behind him. So I, I honestly challenge anybody out there that disagrees and you're going to disagree. You know, we all disagree on, Oh, this guy's too high. This guy's too low. But like, I truly challenge anyone to just make, make a list it's, and it is it is not easy. Like it really is not easy. And I just want to say, like, really good job on the list. I mean, like, there's things that I don't completely agree with, but that's going to happen yep. in every situation. I mean, I'm gonna make my own list and not agree with it when I look at it again a little bit, at least yep. a little bit. You know, you try and get it as close as you can, but um, it's tough. And 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 there's a part two in Dynasty where there's context that's needed that you can't put in rankings. Like, you know, like we've said, if I really need an outfielder or I really need this, you know, pitcher or whatever, I might be willing to give up somebody that's a little bit better than um, you would have in like a ranking sense, just because that's what I need to get me over the top or however you want to, whatever yep. you want to call it. But, Where your team has um, de- changes how you should view some of these players. Yeah. And a lot of times when you have pitchers, if you're not in it, 
they're good to sell, especially if they're hot, because you never know when they're going to get hurt and you hold those guys too long. There's, there's so many, you know, we could go on all night and we kind of already have, but, um, yeah, I just, I just want to say a really good list. And like the, I truly, like I said, challenge anybody, just make a list. It's, just go it's make tough. 25, just go yeah. make 25 and come back. And it gets harder the further down you go. Yeah, it definitely gets harder the further down you go. Yeah. Um, who would you say was the hardest guy for you to rank? I've mentioned a bunch of them. I'm going to mention one that we haven't talked about, and that's Kershaw. Um, he's a guy who right now has a he injury. Yeah, had, had him at nine ninety eight. Yes, Kershaw. Yeah. You, you, him, and you, Darvish. Did I even have Darvish on the list? I yeah, yeah, Darvish. It's yeah, Darvish at seventy four. Yeah. So those two guys specifically just went on the injured list, and we don't know what's going on with them. Bieber's another. Those injured pitchers, all of them, if they got. Uh, especially Darvish and Kershaw, they if they're if they're healthy and they're back and they're pitching, they go up some. But you also don't know when an arm injury happens, or actually Darvish is a side injury. And anyways, you just don't know where those guys are at, and if they're and they could also drop the other way if they're not right. Bieber's got a shoulder thing, so those guys were tough. Um, Glassnow was one I didn't get on the list. He was. Hard I was going to for... ask. Yeah, let's just roll into the next question. Three names that just missed. Uh, oh, I didn't give see me... the word three. I've got. I, well, I wrote you, down you can seven give me or more. eight. That's fine. Alex Reyes. Um, I think they're going to end up keeping that guy a closer. I just. I mean, the Cardinals need. I. I don't know. I think they should at this point because the guy's not throwing consistent enough strikes to put him in the rotation, and I think that might be a mistake if they do. Um, but uh, if they do keep him as a closer, he can be an elite guy for a while if he health withstanding. Alex Kirilov, good hitter. I just don't know how high the upside is to where he was one of those that he probably belongs. Maybe he's not too far off of that Cabrian Hayes group. Riley Green is a prospect that is really impressing this year, but I he's one of those that I wonder where the upside is, so he just got outside. Chris Sale's close to returning, and he could shoot up this list if he came back and started dominating. Glaber Torres, I left him off the list, and that was weird to do, but man. Yeah, I was surprised on that one. But he has been he has been bad. Two uh, years exactly. in a row been bad. I mean, yeah. they're, they're both partial seasons, but... I I just at this point I'm like I think he's outside of it for me and Joe Adele he's playing good in AAA and he's another one that could shoot up this list real quick but I just he's still striking loud a lot in the minors I don't think I'm quite as I'm not ready to I'm not bought in but um yeah and Ian Anderson is the last one I think he's a good pitcher I don't know if I'm quite as high on uh, as others about him but um the last guy I thought I'd mention is Trevor Bauer, and that's another difficult one. Like, yeah, I, it's like where, 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 where I wouldn't, I wouldn't have him in the top hundred. No, it's weird. And I know I dra- I know I know I drafted him in that draft, and I think the next day was the day that a lot of that the bad stuff came out, and I, I just wouldn't. Somebody else would take him before I would at yeah. this point. Yeah. So he yeah. was one I chose to leave off. I just. I'd, uh, yeah. I'm not saying I, I'm not saying I wouldn't feel out his owner um, to see maybe if they're a little more panicked than I was or or I am or if or if I they had like um if I had a 
excess of extra assets and I felt like I could do it, you know, depending on the cost. But um, if it was anything I was remotely uncomfortable with, I just I wouldn't touch Bauer. I don't think at this point he actually was dropped in my main event league. It was so weird to see it. And he went for 70 fab. Yeah. And I, I bid like I think I bid like three bucks. I didn't even really bid on him. Our buddy, I just don't, th- I just don't really, I don't really think he's going to be back this yeah. year. I just I don't. I could be wrong on that. I mean, and it could end up being really good. Man, and buy, but in the other dynasty that I'm in first place, I have Bauer, I have Glass now, I have Acuna all on that team. Yeah, it's brutal. Quite a few losses, and it feels weird to say this, and I still think I'm going to win that league. I just have that much of a lead built up, but um. It's crazy. Uh, you know, our buddy Ben, right after the news came out, a couple days later, he traded Bauer away, I think in a keeper league for Pablo Lopez straight up. And I was like, really taken aback by that. I was like, man, that's quite the, that's, I don't know if I'd do that. And now here we are two weeks later, and I have Pablo Lopez ranked yeah, 58th. Looks, and Bauer's not on my list. So, yeah. yeah good looks, job, Ben. pretty good. Yeah, good job. Um. Who are the ones you said? I think, yeah, Kirilov, Green, and there was three, I think you said, uh, Glaber. Yeah, those three I think I would have in my top 100. But that's without making the list. I Maybe not, but, um, yeah, I think I'd probably have those three in my top 100. They're right on my fringe. I mean, those yeah. were my just outside. So, yeah, yeah they're, they're not far off. Those were the ones I wrote down to where I was. At. Like, they were on my list as I was – going back and forth on who those final slots were. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's take, uh, we'll take it on the break and come back for the close. Well, Andrew, that went a lot longer than I expected. We ended up turning that into two shows instead of one because we went so long. But, you know, whenever I posted in the Baseball 365 group yesterday that we we were doing this, one of the guys said in the comments, I have a feeling this is going to be a three or four hour podcast. (laughs) Yeah, I think he said seven and I laughed. Did you say seven? (laughs) I think he said seven, yeah. Well, whoever that was, I am sorry I don't have your name. It wasn't quite wasn't quite seven, but we uh yeah, we definitely went a little bit long. I mean, it, stuff like this, it's like we both love Dynasty so much and I feel like talking about um specific players and their relation to their values and I mean, we could honestly probably go on for seven. Oh, for sure. But, we I mean, it's through just, that second half of that top fifty yeah, top hundred. I mean at a certain point, you kind of have to cut it off. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is uh, – I mean, we both love talking about it. So it's easy to just keep going and going and going, you know. Random number, 87, Giancarlo Stanton. We could spend five minutes talking about him alone. No doubt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's just easy to do. I hope you guys enjoyed these episodes. I hope you've enjoyed our last little run because, I mean, we're basically now on five straight episodes of Dynasty Talk, and I enjoy it. And, Andrew, that's both of our passions is talking about Dynasty yeah. Talk. So yeah, one thing, one thing I'll say, too, uh, 
I actually said this to someone today, but don't take like anybody out there that's uh, looking at dynasty rankings and stuff. Don't take it too uh, serious. Like use it as a guide, I guess is the best way I can say it. I mean, don't take it like, Oh, I'm looking at this trade and the guy he wants is ranked 91 and the guy that I'm getting is ranked 98. I don't want to do it or I shouldn't do it or whatever, because there's so many things like I've like said that go into it, um, where your team is at, what you need, your personal opinion on it. I mean, you can't get too far away in this game from your personal opinion. Yes. Like if you, if you just start letting a list dictate your line of thinking that, I mean, what fun is that? That's not fun, you know? And like, I don't, I mean, I, I will always have the people I respect and trust and I'll look at rankings and lists and I, I like that stuff too, but I also am not afraid to be like, I don't agree with that. And that's okay. I mean, we're all kind of, you know, doing this because obviously we're doing it because we love it, but uh, just don't let like when you're looking at a list, even if it's somebody that you look up to or you respect their opinion more than your own or whatever, like if you disagree with it, you disagree with it. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. And there's, there's context that has to go into trades. And like I said, just I kind of the best way to say it is use it as a guide. I mean, don't you think that's, that's a great example without going into names. You and I were talking today about a prospect and we were talking about how this guy is not even on a lot of rankings, including some that you and I pay attention to real closely. And despite the fact that that guy is not on a top 400, 500 list, we personally both like you had, you said, I would probably have this guy as a top 150 guy. And I didn't even blink. Cause I think I would too. I've got him rostered in the dynasty league. And if I was just to go off of rankings and dynasty or um, prospect rankings, that guy wouldn't be owned if I was just going yeah. making that decision. But sometimes you you got to make your own decisions on how you feel about guys, and they can't always just line up with what other people yeah, say. Yeah, right. If it, if it just always mirrors what somebody else has, then, I mean, what fun is that? They might as well just own your team, you know? Mm-hmm. So... You can yeah, use that just, as a guide. Uh, if if you see three or four sites and all of them have a pros uh, dynasty like guy in the top twenty, you don't you don't you don't want to trade them for three top two hundred guys that are between one hundred and fifty two hundred. You probably don't want to do that. But um, you know, just yeah, I kind of use I kind of like I think the best way to put it is maybe use a list to just make sure you're not way off. Yes, but. Um, yeah, I mean, don't be afraid to deviate from somebody else's list. Sometimes, in some situations, you know, fairly hard. I mean, sometimes that's a lot of the fun in it. So, yes, don't blame me if Cedric Mullins ends up being a nobody next year and you <laughs> traded away Mike Trout for him. <laughs> Make your own decisions, but just use things as guides, and also don't trade Cedric Mullins for Mike Trout. Or I'm sorry, don't trade Mike Trout for Cedric Mullins. There you go. I was going to say. <laughs> Quick but, question for you. Mm-hmm. 
you still got the Dodgers winning it? Hmm, that's a good question. Yeah, I'll 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 hold ground. I mean, they've taken some hits over the year over the year. Listen, but... I tell you, they they've taken. I I tell you, the the big one is Kershaw. Like, because ba- Bauer, I feel like is gone or at least for the foreseeable future we don't really know what's going to happen and but man bauer and kershaw like can they can they i mean i know they're the almighty dodgers but god can they really uh handle that i don't know i'm just not worried about kershaw yet until i hear and maybe i'm I'm not either too optimistic but no i'm not either necessarily but i'm just saying if something's wrong that's a bigger difference. If they lose both of them, yeah, I think I would come off of that stance. But I think right now I'm still going to say, yeah, I think Kershaw's going to be fine, and I think yeah. they're going to be fine. But, yeah, you take away both of those guys, and I'll sing a different tune. And It's just uh, it's so weird. Like, It feels like so much. I mean, here they are. They're still having an awesome year, but it feels like so much has gone wrong with the Dodgers this year. And they're still, I think, leading the National League in runs difference. I think. Oh yeah, they're still awesome. <laughs> yeah, but it's just great. It's crazy when you consider Betts worse than you would have expected. Yep. Bellinger way worse than you would have expected. Seager hurt, and then now this stuff with their pitching. I mean, obviously their pitching's been there for the majority coming up. You know, or the majority of the first half. It's more of a concern maybe going into the second half. But like these are their stud players. I don't know. It's just. It feels like things have gone pretty rough, and they're still sitting there like fifty-six and thirty-five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers for all the Dodger fans who have had to go through this yeah. long suffering. Yeah. <laughs> Man, if you listen to any Do- or a Yankee fan, that's the other one. Like the the two long-standing winning franchises, the Dodgers have dealing with a lot of injuries and the Yankees, I mean, are 46 yeah. and 43. And if you talked to any Yankee fan, you'd think they were 40 and 60 right now. I don't know why I just changed the subject, but I've, I guess when I said thoughts and prayers, I thought about the Yankee fans I know who have been having a struggle this year. But who, who was your World Series prediction? I'm trying to remember mine. Mine was White Dodgers, o- Dodgers over White Sox, yeah. I, I don't think know. I, had I don't. Dodgers I don't, Yankees, didn't I? I think if I had to pick right now, I don't know who I would take, but I don't think it's the Dodgers' year. It just doesn't feel like their year to me. Yeah. But I don't know who I actually would take. I'd have to think about it. I still feel good about the White Sox. Maybe the Mets. There. Maybe Degrom. No, I don't feel the Mets either. I don't feel I don't feel strong about anybody in the American League to where that makes me think maybe it's the White Sox. But I don't, I don't feel great about that one either. This is kind of a year where I feel like yeah, it's a little more. Open. I like the white, I like the White Sox because they've had. I mean, they haven't had Eloy and Robert for pretty much the whole year, and they're still here. They are, you know. I mean, they're still. The power of Tony Larusa will come division. to play in October. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> anything could happen there, but yeah. I, I still feel good about them, but I don't know. I'm starting to feel like the NL is just kind of wide open, but we'll see. Dodgers are still the favorite. You know that this the Giants are just gonna is the Giants are just gonna do it just because <laughs> that's be what they pretty, do in October. Nobody, that'd be nobody pretty crazy. Can, I I don't think I guarantee I don't think it's as crazy as like you think it is. No, I no, think no. That, I'm not gonna sit here and 
crap on it. Uh, they, like I, there's and like the Brewers, I think are a threat too. Yes. Yeah, they've. Got I the actually, I think the rotation. Brewers are the Brewers are scary. I just wonder, like Burns, Woodruff, Peralta, are they going to wear out? Because those aren't big innings guys, you no. know. And like they're they've been riding those guys this year, and I if they get a if they get a huge innings. lead. Yeah. If they get a huge lead, I wonder if they can rest them. But I don't know if they're going to get the huge lead. And they just got – I think they got swept. Didn't they get swept by Cincy right before the break? I think they did. Yes. Well, so, I don't remember that they played each other, but I see a loss three and one three. One three, yeah. I think Cincy swept them right before the break. So, um, yeah, just it's going to be fun down the stretch. Yeah, they're going to have some tough decisions to make the Brewers because it, having those – I mean – I know before going into the year, I looked at Burns and Woodruff and said, if they're staying healthy, they're probably 160, 170 innings tops. And both those guys are throwing, I mean, they haven't had breaks. Burns yeah. missed a week or two there with, um, with right. the stints, but that's it. And they're going to have some very difficult decisions to make. I, I don't envy being those the GM and coach on that team because no matter what they do, they're going to get crushed if it goes wrong. Yeah. Hmm. But it's all right. We're going to go, we're going to go watch the Cardinals and Cubs next week. And we're going to go watch two teams that who knows, maybe by then the, it'll be the battle of which team's going to lose this series and end up selling their players. Yeah. No kidding. <sighs> but Hey, I did pick the Brewers to win the division before the year. I do remember that. Yep. So anyway, we will be back eventually. I hope you guys enjoyed these. We'll be back in a couple weeks. We'll have some stories to tell probably from our week of watching baseball. And until then, take care, everybody. Yeah, take care, guys. Thanks again for listening to the Baseball 365 podcast with Justin Hughes and Andrew McQuiston. Be sure to check the show notes for all the details on today's episode, along with quick links to Facebook and Twitter. If you have a question, a comment, or a suggestion, we would love to hear from you. You can find us at the Baseball 365 Facebook group or send an email to us, baseball365pod at gmail.com. And if you like the show, take a moment, rate us on iTunes. And once again, please join the Baseball 365 community on Facebook. That's where baseball lives 365 days a year. 